Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Thursday, January the 12th. Ian Cameron with you. Uh, Alex B. Smith, man, the guy can't catch a break. He's uh, under the weather. He's just got back from uh, uh, from Chicago, back home in Minnesota. Uh, he's, he's under the weather, not with us today. He hoped to be back today, but he'll be back tomorrow on the show. But that's okay. We've got ourselves a guest that I've been excited to bring on the show for a while because we've chatted back and forth for many weeks about uh, various things, mostly sports, hockey, football, uh, you name it. Uh, we've got quite the uh, character about to join us here on the uh, show. Former NHL pro hockey player, Colorado Avalanche in the NHL, Hershey Bears, Houston Arrows, Pensacola Ice Pilots, more IK in Sweden, Bolzano in Italy, uh, Victoria Salmon Kings, ECHL, Cortina in Italy, Brayhead Clan over in Spain, Jock. Uh, over there in uh, Scotland, uh, just an incredible, he's a hockey roadmap, this guy, uh, with his career and all the years he played, uh, and happy to have him on the show here. Uh, and by the way, don't be scared or worried why he's on audio only and you're not seeing video with our guest today. It's uh, just he's at work, no issues. In fact, the people, you know, don't worry about it. He's not scared to be in front of the camera. In fact, I should be the one to be scared in front of the camera. I mean, my goodness, you got to look at me for seven days, you know, with my greased back hair. And if you like slick back hair and you like people with expanding beer guts, I'm your guy. But nevertheless, Jordan Kristanovich, our guest. Jordan, welcome to the Ice Guys. How are you? Good, good, Ian. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Good to have you uh, with us. I'm excited. And uh, Jordan will be back with us, by the way. We're going to do another uh, uh, bonus video uh, recording with Jordan in the next, uh, well, whenever we can do it, another day, another time. And he'll talk more in depth about his uh, career uh, and uh, other things. So we're looking forward to that for sure. But Jordan, give us, because we're tight for time, we got 12 fucking games to break down. It's going to be a yeah, huge buddy. Thursday slate. Give us the Cliff Notes version of you in your hockey playing career. Okay, buddy, I'll go fucking quick. Like you said, I've been all over fucking. So I started playing minor hockey here in Vancouver. Uh, got drafted by the Hitmen. Played four years there. Uh, then I got drafted by the Avs uh, in the fifth round. Turned pro when I was 20. Uh, was up and down with Hershey in Colorado for three years there. Traded to Minnesota. Played for Houston. Then I went down in the East Coast. Played two years in Pensacola. And then I played one year with my bro in Victoria, and then I ended up going overseas. Like you said, I played in uh, Bolzano, I played in the Czech, I played in uh, Sweden, and then I played three years in Italy, and then I finished my fucking career in uh, the UK. Uh, the last year I retired as a coach, GM, and fucking general manager, as old Reggie Dunlop there, so I knew that. I, my, my son was actually fucking born out there, but I knew... That was the year that it was time to fucking hang him up, and uh, I came back home and uh, bought a house, and yeah, that's about it, man. Okay, so just a second here, because I see on the on the resume here of Jordan Kristanovich here, Brayhead Clan. You're talking about what you were player. You played there. What are yeah, you talking dude, about? You're coaching I, too, GM dude, too. What are you no doing? Shit, all dude. three, dude. It was fucking un. It was crazy, man. The last fucking year, I was coach, GM, general manager. So I was wow. given a budget in the summertime and I had to recruit the players. So that was a general manager, manager part of it. And the year before I played with these guys, I was the captain of the team 
And it, honestly, dude, that year was a nightmare for me. Like I said, my son was born there, which was awesome, but it was just doing all three, having all three hats like that, man. To be honest with you, it was fucking brutal. Yeah, it's hard enough to be a, one a coach by itself. It's hard enough to be a player by itself, a GM by itself. You're you're basically doing all three at the same time. Oh my gosh, no wonder you wanted to dude, get the hell out of Dodge. Dude, essentially, and I, you know what, fucking owner there, he was a fucking pain in the ass to deal with, dude. So like it was, I was having to fire some of my buddies mid-season because they they weren't performing to his standards and the money they were fucking making. It was like. Yeah, dude, it was a nightmare, man. That's that that's that's the year I knew that, like I said, it was it was fucking time to hang him up. And like I said, my son was born there, so I mean, it was just my wife and I over there at the time. Was, so we had no help with him either. So it was just, uh, it was a it was a tough year. But in saying that, my fucking time in Brayhead in Glasgow, I absolutely loved it. Besides that last year, the two years p- before that were were unreal. Absolutely loved it there. Yeah, I heard it's. I heard that everywhere in Europe's a great place. Like you go to Italy, you can just beautiful place. France, a lot of people rave about there. Sweden, uh, obviously the UK, Scotland. So you know, from a from a tourist standpoint, and just being there, you know, in the city, in the country, you know, there's a lot of people that have great experiences, give great reviews to being over there. So I'm not surprised. You just it's that the work environment was horse shit. The work environment was hell, but you love the place. For, for the last year it was, Ian, but before that, like, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, in Italy, I lived in Cortina for uh, I was two years in Cortina, like, and you're, we were literally in the mountains. Like, it was, like you said, man, it was just beautiful and amazing. And the thing about going overseas, right, I tell guys this all the time, right, is you get to travel, too. Like, you have all these breaks during the season, so you'll have a week here, a week there to just go, you know, go wherever, because Europe is, it's so easy to get around, train, you know, quick flight here or there, and, uh, you know, that's what, that's what I did, and it was, you know, it was phenomenal, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, absolutely uh, awesome, and so you've been basically retired now for about a decade. I can't believe a decade. You might, you probably can't believe it's been a decade already. Well, you know, I can't, man. I can't. Fucking, you know, it's funny. This is a funny quick story. I know we got to get into the games here. So as soon as I retired, I got all my front teeth done, right? Because my teeth got knocked out. So I got them all done to the dentist. So fucking two of them, no shit, two days ago, fucking fell out. So I was in the dentist yesterday and we were talking about how, how old my teeth were. And fucking, I was like, yeah, well, about 10 years because I've been retired for about 10 years. So yeah, it's fucking, that's just a funny little story there. But I, anyways, I got them all fixed up. <laughs> That's good. Hey, that's good. Uh, my, my teeth, my, man, you want to talk to, you You want to preach to the choir about someone that's had issues with his fucking teeth in his life? That's me. I've been in and out of orthodontists one after another, dentists. I've had cavities. I've had fillings. I've had freaking x-rays done on my mouth and oh. my teeth. I mean, it's just, and I've, been, I've literally paid five figures worth of dollars to paying for all this crap as well. Oh, and, it, and it's yeah. driven me nuts for like 30 years of my life. I mean, it's just, oh, it's, I, and, I, and I'm self-employed, man. I don't have fucking yeah. dental uh, yeah, insurance. Yeah, it's right out of pocket. I know. Fucking my teeth, though. When I first retired, they were out of pocket. But I mean, I now through work and shit, I have I have full hundred percent coverage on most shit. But, dude, yeah. if, I I know if I can preach in the choir and talk about dentists, man. Like I've I've had sessions in there for like, literally, I'd be sitting in there for four hours during my playing career and then after, just with my teeth. Like I said, getting knocked out and well, yeah, dude, it's it's not a fun time in the dentist office. No, it's not fun at all. And people, every time I smile, people think I'm from England, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I got, I got, I got, I'm, 
I'm not going to lie. I got a perfect grill now because I got her done. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. It can't be worse than mine. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, great stuff. And you're working construction these days, right? I am. I've been working construction for 15 years with my brothers. Uh, family I, business. I, family business, essentially. So before I retired, when I was playing overseas, I'd come back in the summertime and I was already in doing the job I'm doing now. So there was no... There's no transition period for me, which was nice because, I mean, you know, a lot of guys fuck when they retire. They don't know what to do. For me, it was just kind of just rolled into it and just kind of went from there. Some days are shitty in this racket, but on the overall, it's pretty good. I get to work with my bros and we all get along. So, yeah, it works out good, man. All right. That's good. Nothing but harmony in the Kristanovich family. Uh, we love hey, to hear we, that. We do, have, we do have our days, but on the overall, yes, we get along quite well. All right. Good stuff. Uh, indeed. And again, we're going to do a lot more just talking about the life, the hockey times of Jordan uh, in the near future for our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash ice guys. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. All right, Jordan, before we get into the NHL card, just generally, because we're January 12th, we're halfway through the NHL season. Uh, you're definitely one of those people where I don't have to have a set list of questions. I can tell, I can just say, here you go, Jordan, let it rip. What do you think of the <laughs> NHL season to this point? Teams you want to talk about players. You want to talk about players that have disappointed or played well teams that have disappointed or played well. Uh, what's your overall thoughts, observations uh, of the first half of the NHL season so far? Okay. Well, since I'm a fucking Vancouver boy, let's get right at it with the fucking Canucks here. I mean, Jesus, I mean, these guys that like, you know, going in the season, we, we knew their offense was going to be good, but did we really realize their defense was going to be this bad? Like out here in Vancouver, it's it's fucking bad, man. Like it's, there. I'm honestly, I mean, I don't think this is a possibility, but if they can get in the Bedard sweepstakes, I mean, the kids from here too. I mean, so starting there, I mean, Vancouver has been just awful, and I mean, because of the salary cap, they you know they haven't even made any moves, and uh, obviously. They're going to have to do something here with Horvat or, you know, they're going to, have to start making moves here. But starting with the Canucks, yeah, they've been a huge disappointment out here in the West Coast. And, you know, an East Coast team, I mean, holy fuck, what about the Bruins? I mean, they're just a wagon this year. Like, what, like what's their record, Ian? Like, I think they're, what, 33 and 4 or some shit like that. Unbelievable um, what the uh, Bruins yeah. are doing. It's They've been the story of the NHL season because everybody known to man, well, most people, including myself, thought this team was falling off this year. Because oh, they were nice. starting the season so freaking banged up. They didn't have Marshawn. McAvoy was out. Uh, they had yeah. uh, Grizzlick and Carlo missed games early in the season. Two of their other very key defensemen. They're 32-4-4 four and four in 40 Holy games fucking. this year. Four regulation losses. Eight losses altogether. I know. Insanity. It's fucking incre it's incredible. You know what's a big fucking deal there, too? I mean, that Cassidy, I know he's doing well. Decent with uh, Vegas there, but... Fucking Boston needed a new voice, and they got it with Montgomery. Clearly, right? He's he's letting the guys play a little bit more, and it's it's showing. You know, like I think Vegas, on the other hand, they needed a coach like Cassidy, where they needed more fucking structure in their game. So it's kind of worked out good for both teams. But uh, yeah, man, the Bruins are fucking they're 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 looking good. And you know, you're back east here in Hamilton, like so. Let's talk about the Leafs a little bit. Fucking, you know what? Everyone, you know. I think the Leafs are going to make a run this year. I don't know. What, what do you think? How many times have I been saying this about the Leafs? I mean, even I, I was starting to buy in last year with them a little bit. And uh, Tampa Bay, that look, last year, and I, I had one of these memorable rants of all time on the Ice Guys show two years ago about the Leafs because I thought when they lost to Montreal, they just completely put their tail between their legs and they were a disgrace to the Maple Leafs. 
that team yeah. that lost to Montreal two years ago. Absolute disgrace. Laid down, you know, up 3-1 in that series, and then they got basically dominated by the Montreal Canadiens who barely squeaked into the playoffs that season. And then in Game 7 at home, you know, when they were, Montreal came back one game five, game six, they forced game seven. You thought Toronto back home, it's time to end this shit. We're the better hockey team. Time to put our foot down and win the fucking series. They did not do that. They were lifeless in game seven. Uh, but Montreal had a shutout going deep into the third period of that game. And I just called everybody out for that, uh, that loss. Last year's loss was different. Yes, it was another first round exit. And adding on to the misery of a team that has not won a playoff series now in 19 years. The running joke, Jordan, is they have not won a playoff series in high definition television. This team, honestly, <laughs> honestly, tell no, it's been. I, you know, it, fucking the Leafs remind me a lot of fucking Tampa when they could not break through. They had all the fucking talent in the world, but they just could not break through. Like, no. dude, like I'm a, I'm a huge Marner guy. Like I'm Ma a Matthews guy. Like I, you know what? Even being on the West coast, to be honest, I'm a Leafs guy. I, I'm a guy who likes good hockey, just watching, you know, good, great hockey players. And I think now the Leafs with their, their better structure now this year, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Obviously they got to get through the fucking Bruins, but you know, I honestly think this is the year that the Leafs are going to get by that hump in the first round. And I think once they get by that hump, I think, you know, anything can happen. I think they can be kind of like that Tampa Bay. You remember Tampa. They just could not get over that fucking hump. And then when they did, look what they did, right? I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, all you need to do really uh, is essentially <laughs> funny stuff, Chris Otto. One of our good uh, longtime viewers and listeners in our uh, YouTube chat here, Chris Otto. Huh. Bet the F-bombs on today's show over the total. Yeah, very funny. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, right yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. Really okay, yeah, I can, I, I'll lay off the F-bombs a bit. <laughs> no, that's all right. Oh, if you, you say what you want. I say what I want. That's the great thing about this show. And, and in oh, fact, cool. uh, it's all good. It's just uh, funny. People are loving you, by, by the way. It's, all, it's, it's way more positive than negative from our uh, loyal <laughs> viewers. You know what's great about this show, Jordan, is we've, filmed, we've basically created a nice family community environment. Like, we know these people well that are viewers and listeners because we do live betcasts on this show uh, usually once a month, and we'll do once a week once the Super Bowl passes and a football season ends yeah and we invite viewers and listeners onto the betcast and we just sit shoot the shit watch the games live betting during the games have a couple pops beers whatever drinks you want bring them on uh and it's like a par bar and a pub atmosphere in our betcasts yeah. and yeah, it's a lot that's... of fun and a lot of our viewers and listeners too hey we'll just invite them on the show the daily show which we're doing right now just to help break down the the betting card and it's it's great we've got like a nice community thing going and that's been one of the most you know joyous things for me about doing this ice guys show now for 6 years yeah man fucking right. for sure that sounds like it'd be a great time Hey, getting back to the F-bomb, though. Hey, I'm in construction, so the fucking F-bomb is like every second word for me at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I know exactly, because uh, it's a fr friend of mine. You know, actually, it was funny. I was meeting a friend of mine many years ago, and he was doing construction work, and he was actually on the job at the time. And, yeah, you could hear it just back and forth. Ah, bark, 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 bark. Yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, uh, you can absolutely tell. It's all good here on this show. All right, um, We've got to get into this card because we will be on this show until midnight tonight if we don't get into these games starting right now. So we will begin, Jordan, with Seattle and Boston on this loaded 12-game Thursday card. We've got Boston minus 240 home favorites, six the total here in this game. We just talked yep. about how the Bruins have been 
absolutely spectacular this season. And you know what I'm impressed with about the Bruins is you look at that last road trip that they just completed out there in California, three-game California sweep over the Kings, the Sharks, and the Ducks. They had beaten Pittsburgh in the Winter Classic 2-1. to one. You just lose Jake DeBrusque to injury, who had actually been one of your better forwards outside of the big three, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak this year. He had been having a terrific bounce-back season. Remember all those rumblings? Jake DeBrusque wasn't happy. Yeah. Uh, Boston wasn't happy with him. He wasn't happy with them. He didn't have a great season. They're thinking of trading him. Sure enough, churches, uh, they, they keep him around. He has a pretty a better second half of the season last year, and he's carried it over into this year. Then he gets injured. You think, uh-oh, that's a big loss. How are they going to handle it? They go out west. They take care of business. They sweep California. There's just no let up, no let down. It, there's been opportunities for them to be in a bad scheduling spot, and it seems like they don't fall victim to it ever. If there's ever a spot where you say, gosh, we should consider betting against Boston here, to me it's tonight because they're off that road trip. Seattle's playing their, some of their best hockey of the season. They've been rolling on this road trip. Six straight wins for the Kraken. Their offense can't be stopped. They've scored four, five, five, eight, four, and four. So basically four-plus goals for the Kraken in each game during this six-game win streak. This is definitely not a Boston spot. It's not. You're coming off a road trip. You know what that's like from playing days. It's not easy when you're coming home off a road trip. There's distractions. There's jet lag. There's attending to the family matters on the home front. All kinds of shit that has to happen when you come back home. Uh, from a long uh, road trip. So that's not on in Boston's favor yet. You know how many times I've said, you know, here's a spot to bet against Boston, bad spot, you know, tricky spot. Oh, they suffered an injury. Maybe they're not going to play well tonight. And they still overcome it and they win. It's happened time and time and time again. That being said here, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Seattle, first period and full game money line, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you can't go crazy with the the bet amounts when you're fading the best team in the NHL that's shown no signs of letting up. But the fact remains, this is a tricky little spot coming back from the West Coast. Seattle is playing some great hockey. The first period money line here in this game is just too good of a price. I mean, you're getting the Seattle team that's rolling at plus 155 in the first period and upwards of plus 190. Uh, for the full game money line. Last year, these teams played twice, one goal games, both of them. So I'm going to roll the dice here a little bit with the Kraken, lean over the total as well uh, in this game, total currently at six. All right, Jordan, here you go. First game to break down on the card. What do you think, Seattle, Boston? Yeah, buddy, you know what? I was looking at this one. I, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I would put, like you said, not a lot, but uh, a, a, little bit, a little bit on the Kraken being the underdog in this one, right? I mean, you could get a decent... Decent pay payback on that game for sure. But like you say, I mean, you know, fucking Bruins, like, I mean, they're, like you say, four losses all year. But, yeah, if there's ever a time to, to bet against them, this would be, this would be a good game. I, I, I fully agree with you on this one. If I was betting this game before Moneyline, I would take the Kraken. Like you said, not a huge bet. Just put a little on them. But I think, like you say, Seattle's been fucking playing really, really good. So I think that could be a good bet there with the Kraken. Yeah, just because of the price too. I mean, it's plus two hundred. Exactly. It, yeah. exactly. The price is the big, the big selling point there. Obviously, for sure. Like you know, in my football, I like to bet the plus on the money lines, right? Yeah. Just you know. To oh, this guy is a live betting savant, my friend. I mean, you, I, I could, I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it when he's starting to text me these live NFL bets that he's taken, and like, sure as shit, you know, the first seven or eight in a row that he sent to me all won. I mean, it's just unbelievable that you've lost a couple since then. You cooled off yeah, a little, fucking, but still, you're profitable. You're up. 
But fucking Packers, dude, killed me. I bet fucking two twice on them in the same game on money line at like a two ten and a two forty or whatever. And they fucking they lose to the Lions. Like I like really. But yeah. Anyways, it's I I've been pretty successful doing the betting in game money line. It's yeah, it's been working out pretty good for football. Anyways, I rarely bet hockey. A little bit here and there. Yeah, a little bit with the live betting for. And uh, to be honest, hockey is a great live betting sport because you can I know, always you've get been, those. You, You've been telling me that, Ian. I know I got to get into it. Like, I, I hammered the abs there a couple of weeks back at like a six or whatever money line. I think I put like 50 or 75 bucks or some shit yeah. like that on it. But I still, it was still a good payout, right? Exactly. And, and then the abs fell short of a comeback the other night against Florida. But even that was a great example of they were down, what, four to one, I believe, at one point in that hockey game. And they came back and they made it interesting and they almost won that game. So, and you could have gotten, yeah. you know, a huge price with them. Uh, when they were down four to one. So uh, no doubt about it. Uh, yes. Uh, Packers fan is Jordan. That is true. People uh, in the chat now just wonder, Oh, he's a Packers fan. Yes. He oh, is. Yeah, so he's, he, he, wasn't very I, happy Sunday night. Not at all. That was a, that, that game was embarrassing. That was embarrassing by the Packers. Absolutely fucking embarrassing. Like yeah. to, to show up like that against the Lions that have nothing to play for. Like, Oh man. Anyways, I know this is about hockey. And so we, we don't need to get into that right now, but yeah, that was a bad game. Bad game. <laughs> the bad game. Well, the thing is, there's blame all around there. Rodgers didn't play great. Uh, you know, the defense didn't get stops when they needed it. So and it just it's tough. It's they put themselves in position to make the playoffs. It's all they need to do is win that damn last game against the Lions and they don't. So that, well, that's fucking what is. Yeah, man. Rodgers is throwing the ball to fucking nobody. Like, I, I, I don't know what he's doing in that game. I, I love the Packers. Listen, Rodgers is what he is, but the guy's a fucking diva. Like, I guarantee he's coming back next year, but he's playing it off like he's not. It's going to be the same old bullshit in the offseason. But, I mean, the guy's a phenomenal quarterback. But, yeah, that game, like you said, was just, that was that was a letdown, big time. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, in terms of, uh, uh, by the way, uh, as well, uh, prop-wise in this game, you're, uh, Terry Edelman is making sure that I mentioned Matt Beneers, and how can I not? He has scored in five straight games. He has a whopping nine points, by the way. Nine points in those five games for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, he's he's on play. fire. Yeah, that 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 kid's a real deal, man. Like yep. he's he's that kid's unreal. So so what? There's a prop on. Obviously, there, what's the prop on him? Well, to score a goal, uh, look, I'm the bargain bin king on this show. That's what I've become yeah. known as, Jordan, because I'm not always satisfied with just betting these, you know, plus 150 goal score props or plus 180. I'm looking for bargain bin. I'm looking for plus 400, plus 500 yeah. in yeah. some instances, you know, and usually I find those by isolating players that are moving up the lineup. So players that are going from the third line to the second line or third line to the top line, in a lot of instances, when they make that move up the lineup and the coach is putting them up the lineup, that it's not priced that way. You see the other players on the top line at plus 150 or plus 200 to score a goal, and the guy that's moving up to the top line to play with those other two players, you could get him plus 350, plus 400, sometimes even plus 500 to score a goal. Michael Amadio is a yeah. perfect recent example for the Vegas Golden Knights. They moved him to the top line with Mark Stone and uh, Chandler Stevenson. And St Stevenson and Stone were like plus 200 or so to score goals. Amadio, for several games in a row, was plus 400 to plus 500. And he was on that same top line. They don't price it that way. They, do, they don't make the adjustment when these players, yeah. with the pricing, the odds makers, when players move up the lineup. So it is a great. Uh, situation to take advantage of. You don't get the price with... You know what's funny about Matty Beneers, actually? I'm shocked by that. I can't believe this. He's plus 305 at Caesars, 
plus 300 really? point bet to really? score a goal tonight. And he scored in five straight games and he's red hot. That's oh, amazing. that's a fine. That's that's a that's a bet. Like you fuck, I I don't. That's a bet you take <laughs> for sure. I'm shocked it's right? that much. You know what uh, it yeah, is. That... You know what it is, Jordan. It's because they're playing the Bruins. The Bruins can be pretty good defensively. It's not always easy to score uh, against Boston. I think that's part of it. But I'm shocked it's that high for a guy. But like you. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, you. But like you say, yeah, you fucking at a plus three hundred. Like exactly, you don't have to put that much money on it. But I mean, that's a, a fucking good bet. Yeah, it is. I mean, for five straight games with a goal, for nine points in the last five games, yeah, no no question about Even Daniel Sprong, you know, that's Sprong, 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 Sprong. Uh, two, three, what is it, three goals and three points for him in the last uh, three games as well. And this is a guy that plays down the lineup for Seattle. Uh, he's plus uh, 550 in some spots to uh, score a goal here tonight. Multiple books have him at that price. So it's one of those games, like if you're going to sprinkle on Seattle props, Ellie Tolvin, then we've talked about him repeatedly, yeah. you know, since they uh, got him off waivers from Nashville. You know what that's like? One team didn't want to keep you around, put you on waivers, and other team, Seattle here, claims you, and all of a sudden you got that chip on your shoulder to say, hey, I'm going to, I can play at this level, and I can make things happen, I can make an impact. And Ellie Tolvin, and since he's joined Seattle as a Kraken after the Predators dumped him, uh, three goals and five points for him in six games. It's done well. Yeah, that fucking that Tol- Tolvanen pickup. I, I that was a great pickup. I mean, he's a former first round pick, right? The thing about sports, I mean, exactly hockey, especially a lot of guys. You know, they ju- they just need to change a scenery. They need a they need a coach to give them an opportunity, and 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 that's what Hacksaw's given them in in Seattle. And Sprong, like you say, Sprong, he's had a hell of he's had a good year. All year, like you said, a third, fourth line kind of guy, but he, he's, I, well, he's putting up points too, like you say. So I mean, he, either one of those guys for a prop bet for sure. But that Tolvanen, uh, for sure, a change of scenery is helping him. I mean, like I said, former first round pick. I was surprised that Nashville let him go. I was surprised. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, look, it didn't wasn't going well for him there this season. I kind of get it. But last year he had twenty three points for them. Now last year too. I mean, seventy five games, twenty three points. I think they expected yeah. more from him uh considering obviously uh the high-end uh you know prospect that he was considered being uh and it, it started off slow this year too with nashville it's funny because he has five goals and four assists nine points 23 games this year and the majority of them have been with seattle those points and those goals so they just they gave up they just said they you know did. what and- last year was underachievement from him this year it didn't start off well the offensive production really wasn't there and they just said, fuck it, you know, we're done, we're out, and uh, there you go, off to – and he put on waivers, and Seattle claims him. Yeah, no, for sure. And you don't fucking see teams give up on your first-round pick that that quick, right? Like, but, yeah. I mean, they did, and, like, it, it's it's worked out great for Tolvanen, right? I mean, he's got a coach that believes in him, and, you know, he's playing with confidence, and as soon as you get that fucking confidence, man, it, it's crazy the things you can do. Like, he, he you can be a completely different player. So, yeah, no, for him, it's it's great to see. Yeah, and obviously Bruins props, you know, the majority of their scoring is obviously Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak. So you can't go as deep into the well with their player props in their games. But keep an eye on, again, Charlie Coyle. He had a goal in the last game. He's plus 300 to score tonight. And it's funny, Jim Montgomery had a great interview on the most recent episode of Spit and Chicklets. It just came out yesterday with Biz and Whitney. Uh, and he, the interview was great talking about, you know, everything he's battled through to become a head coach again and the great start for the Bruins. And he yeah. talked about Trent Frederick and how he's gotten his game back together. And this guy gives you a little bit of everything, some offense, physicality, you know, for checking score goals for you, drop the gloves as well. 
uh, every now and then. Become a nice little utility player for the uh, Boston Bruins. And uh, Montgomery on the interview was talking about how in, he was having a bad training camp but said, you know what, I change a few things, uh, work even harder. And he has suddenly be, had a nice season so far for the uh, Bruins and responded positively to some adversity in training camp. And he's got nine goals, eight assists, 17 points. And, you know, you look at his offensive uh, uh, capability lately you know three goals and he's got four points now in the last six games so he's starting to give you a little offense too so if you want someone in that bargain bin category of player prop tonight frederick for the uh uh bruins here plus 440 in some books to score a goal so it's a good prop game here because there's some value on both sides yeah wow i don't know a lot about that player ian actually i don't i don't I've, i haven't really followed him too much on the bruins but uh the montgomery that's a that's a great story there that's a great comeback story with all the shit that he had to go through and then yes. to come back and, and be this successful. That's uh, that's awesome to see for him. Absolutely it is. And we'll see if he can lead the Bruins to another victory. But I think this is a tricky spot. And like I said, we like Seattle a little bit here. Yeah, Una Kapanen, plus 590 in his Bruins debut. It's potentially could find the back. I usually like to bet that angle, player making how's his debut. But he's on the fourth he line tonight. How's he doing that's in the fun. A? Obviously pretty good in the A. Yeah, uh, Yuna Akapanen is the uh, guy's name. He's been making his NHL debut tonight. Uh, I'm trying to find out what he is. In the mi- five goals, 14 assists, and 34 games uh, in okay, so the he's NHL. A, so he's a, so he's a play. He's more of a playmaker. So 19 yeah. points, 34 games. So yeah. he's more of a he's more of a pass first kind of guy. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, with his props, like the problem is they only have goal props posted for uh, Yuna uh, here tonight. Yeah, you don't see anything. The plus 600 at Caesars is his goal prop, but nothing for points or assists. And it does feel like he's more of a playmaker, indeed. Uh, and, than, if he, uh, and, and like you say, if he's, if he's on the fourth line, too, it's going to be hard to create a lot of offense from that position, yeah. right? Definitely. Definitely. And by the way, it's love. Daily face off is uh, as and uh, Rotowire are two of the best sites for uh, lineups and line combinations. If you want to know exactly what they are each day, left wing lock has it does a good job as well. All right. Next up, Winnipeg and Buffalo. We've got uh, Winnipeg minus 130 uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, the Jets, not obviously pleased with the way they played against the Detroit Red Wings the other night. I said I was worried about that spot. Uh, a little bit for the Jets. They'll be looking to bounce back tonight in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo now, they've lost two in a row on this homestand against the Flyers and the Kraken uh, this week. Third game in four nights for them. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, bounce back. I don't really have too much uh, on this game, honestly. I think it's tough. I mean, I don't like going against Buffalo as home dogs off two home losses. This definitely feels like a spot for them to step up. Keep in mind, Philly was a flat spot after the big win against Minnesota. And then they ran into a Seattle team that's rolling right now. So I don't penalize Buffalo too much for those losses. Meanwhile, Winnipeg, you know, they were uh, playing great hockey. They had won five in a row. They got cooled off by Detroit seven to five. They weren't happy with their start. Wasn't one of Connor Hellebuck's better games. And usually when he's bad in the previous game, he's very good the next game. It's one thing about Hellebuck. He's been a very good bounce back goalie uh, in his career. So this one, you know, I look at it, um, it's, I think it's a tough game. It really is. I mean, I could make a good case for either side. Totals-wise, I always defer to the over in Buffalo games, especially at home. But we're talking about a Jets team that just gave up seven. Connor Hallibuck off a, you know, a subpar showing for his standards. Wouldn't surprise me if they dig in a little bit defensively. So don't have really a strong uh, opinion on this one. Uh, Jordan, what about you? Winnipeg, Winnipeg Buffalo. Buffalo. 
Okay, well, this morning when I was doing my picks, I I had Buffalo circled. So I just like you say, that's a that's a tough one too. I mean, Winnipeg, fucking Buffalo. Buffalo's been playing pretty. So did you say Ian? They've lost two of their last three though. Uh yes. Uh yes. Yeah, they okay, but, uh, but they've been playing some pretty good hockey. And uh, that Tage Thompson, fuck man, that guy, the what he's doing is insane. A funny story about him actually. I played with his old man in Hershey, Brent Thompson. For, for two years. He's just an unreal dude. Great guy. Like, really, a real great, great leader. When I was a 20-year-old, you know, turning pro, he was just an awesome dude to me. But, like, this, and he, I remember his kids running around. We got, you know, like, they'd come on the ice and fucking now to see this Tage Thompson, this monster of a guy, and to see what he's doing, man, in Buffalo is just fucking, it's just incredible, and it's great to see. So, I mean, like I said, I got Buffalo circled here, but that's just me. Yeah, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't hate that. Buffalo is a home underdog. Uko Pekalukkanen is going to be a net, by the way, uh, for the uh, Sabres uh, in this game tonight for them. And he's uh, obviously a goaltender that has played well lately. Six straight wins for uh, UPL in net. Now, look, they've scored a lot for him. There's been some games they've won where he's given up four or five. Keep that in mind. But the fact is, you know, they want to see what they've got in him. They think there's potential there to be maybe the future number one goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres for many years to come. And this guy has definitely improved like uh, this season and no doubt uh, Uko Pekka and someone to keep an eye on. So he's won six straight starts coming into this game tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. We'll see if he can keep that run going. That run going. Yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, for sure. Like I said, I circled the Sabres. I, I just kind of, I like, I like the makeup of their team and that our team on the come up and like, I, like I was alluding to Tage Thompson. I did, like I said, I knew that kid was a little guy. I just remember him running around, but I, to see what he's doing is just, is, is awesome. But like you say that, that's, an, that's another tough game. Jet Sabres. It's a pretty, it's a pretty even matchup. You know what that tells you that you played with Tage Thompson's dad, Brent Thompson? We're getting fucking old. That's what it tells oh, me. Fuck. Oh yeah, fuck man. I can't believe it. I can't believe it was I'm 41 now. I literally 20 years ago I played I played with the Avs or turned pro 20 21 years ago. Oh uh, yeah, I know, man. Fuck, I think I, I, every day it's like holy shit, man. It's crazy. Crazy indeed. All right, next up as we continue along here on this uh Thursday card, we got Carolina and Columbus. Uh, Carolina minus 340 uh, road favorites uh, in this game, and the total right now sitting at uh, six and a half across the board. This feels very familiar to look. If you're looking at Carolina, you're thinking, what's wrong with this team, right? Because if you're just looking at the, you know, the results, if you're just looking at the the raw final score numbers, you know, for Carolina in recent games, you're thinking, what's wrong with this hockey team? Why are they playing so poorly? Well, they're not really playing that poorly, honestly. If you actually look at the last three games, uh, they got they outshot Nashville 67-24. Pekka Rene was outstanding. Or not Pekka Rene. Uh, UC Soros was outstanding in that game with the 5-3 uh, victory for uh, Nashville in that game. Uh, 4-3 Columbus beat Carolina in a shootout last weekend. Again, Carolina outshot Columbus 42-18. to You know, carried the play toward the Blue Jackets, and unfortunately the puck was just not going in for them. And then even against New Jersey, you know, they had the slight edge in shots, 28-22, and again, uh, they find a way to lose 5-3 to the New Jersey Devils. So it's one of those recent losing streaks where, and there's been a bunch of teams that have had these, a lot of Calgary's losing streaks have been like this, where the team is losing, but they're playing better than, than you would think during those games. There's no question about that. So this, to me, is going to be the kind of game where I'm going to go to the well with something that worked for me the other night against Columbus as well with the Tampa Bay Lightning, where Tampa Bay was not happy 
They were off a couple of losses in a row. Minnesota and Winnipeg. John Cooper sounded off about the lack of discipline the Lightning showed in the loss against the Jets. And Tampa Bay was ready to go. They came out buzzing. They had the early 2-0 lead against Columbus, and they never looked back. They won 6-3. I liked uh, Tampa first period puck line in that game. Tampa Bay alternative puck line as well, uh, minus 2.5 at a plus price. And that's basically the way I'm going to probably approach this game you know, tonight with uh, Carolina and Columbus. Now, it is Jonas Corpusalo in net, who's at least been a little bit better in net for the Jackets than Elvis Merzlikens uh, has been lately for them. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, it's a Columbus team that's beaten up to shit on the blue line. They've got tons uh, of injuries there. That's concerning. No question about that. Uh, and it's going to be tough for them, I still think, to keep the puck out of the net at times with this blue line banged up. Corpusalo, like I said, has been a little bit better than um, Elvis Merzlikens, but it's still, I think, a tough spot here. I think Carolina probably a good chance to uh, snap this losing streak, bounce back. And like I said, this feels like the spot I took Tampa in against Columbus uh, the other night. And so you can get Carolina here minus a half, plus 110 uh, in the first period puck line. And you could go with a minus one and a half or minus two and a half at plus 150 uh, with Carolina as well on the alternative uh, puck line. I think that's the way I'm going to go about this one because, and and plus Carolina just lost to this team Saturday and now they got to go there again. I think they get their redemption uh, here uh, tonight. Uh, Jordan, what do you think with Carolina and Columbus? I, I'm with you hundred percent with you. I'm, I'm taking Carolina all the way in that game. I, I, what, what's Columbus's record right now, Ian? Um, right now, let me just see. It is uh, 12. It's not good. It's 12 and 28. <laughs> Yeah, and Carolina. So Carolina's been on a little skid, but yeah, no, I in that you you hit it. There's no 100. percent I'm going Carolina for sure in that game. Yeah, Carolina, and like I say, if you're going to get value out of this, don't lay minus 340. I would never recommend ever laying minus 340. Go with minus a half, plus 110 first period puck line. That means Carolina leads after the first 20 minutes. You cash a ticket. And also the minus two and a half, the alternative puck line to win by three or more goals at plus uh, 150. Yeah. I think those are both good options here. By the way, Freddie Anderson, who was forgotten man, right? Because it's been anti Ranta and the young kid who's played well, right? Pyotr Kochetkov. They've been the goalies for Carolina for the last several weeks. Suddenly, Freddie Anderson is knocking on the door of a return, and there's whispers it might be tonight. He's been activated from the injured reserve list, hasn't played since November the 6th. Five and three with a 2.72 goals against 891 save percentage in eight games this year. I mean, they've got three goaltenders now on the roster, so they've got decisions to be made. And there is a chance Freddie Anderson could be making his return tonight for the uh, Hurricanes in this game. His first start since early November hasn't been confirmed yet, but definitely something that uh, you want to keep an eye on before a puck drop. Uh, Freddie Anderson, man, it's just been a, a dreadful a stretch for him, Jordan, with injuries. This groin of his, it's always a fucking problem. Him and his old buddy from who also played with the Leafs, Morozik. Man, these two guys, their groins are being held together with duct tape and glue, you know, at this stage of their careers right now. I mean, it's always one groin injury after another, and they can't stay healthy. And then when they are on the ice, you know, their play has been kind of up and down lately. Freddie Anderson and Peter Morazic, they're like mirror images of each other with just these groin injuries. They can't stay away from them. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Fucking both those goalies, man. Freddie Anderson, that's a little concerning, to be honest, if he's playing tonight. I mean, you know, fucking like you say, the, the, these are two guys that with these kind of injury problems could be out of the league pretty soon. Like, I mean, yeah, but 
Freddie Anderson, I mean, who knows? He could hit lightning in a bottle tonight and he's ready to go, but it's actually a little concerning. Yeah, no shit it is. I, I am worried. I'm, I'm like a, someone that really loves this spot for Carolina and uh, taking them in, against uh, Columbus like I did with Tampa Bay the other night, minus a half, minus uh, two and a half, and that cashed, both of those cashed in for me uh, the other night. You know, uh, it's it's just, you know, I want to go back to the well with that tonight, but Freddie Anderson, if he's confirmed as the starting goaltender for Carolina, that bothers me a little bit. So, again, we'll wait and see, but I'm definitely still – eyeing those two bets the hurricanes first period puck line and the alt puck line minus two and a half as well all right vancouver tampa bay we've got tampa minus 260 home favorites six and a half the total uh, in this game uh i'll tell you what this canucks team man three nothing lead all right in the first 10 <laughs> minutes against pittsburgh uh the other night and and it sure is to shit it's basically the very next 10 minutes the lead's fucking gone and it's tied yeah. three three 10 minutes is all it took for them to piss that lead away. And, of course, they end up losing again uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins in that game, 5-4. Uh, they've now given up 12 goals in the last two games combined. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's um, Spencer Martin in net. doesn't matter whether it's Colin Delia. You're breaking my heart. You know, it doesn't matter uh, who's in net right now for the Vancouver Canucks because this blue line is just totally inept in terms of yeah. puck prevention in terms of goal prevention, in terms of structure, in terms of positioning, does anybody lay a, a someone out on the ice or clear the front of the net? Uh, no. You know, did, did they win those battles? You know, those stick battles, those positioning battles right in front of your goalie. Did the Canuck defensemen ever win those games? I mean, and and by the way, here's some big news: they're finally maybe fed up with his play and decline. And it's not just a oh, decline; yeah. his play's gone off a cliff. As Don Cherry calls him, Oliver Lawson Tossum. You know, what has happened to his game? Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks has been dreadful. Uh, not anywhere close to the defenseman he was in his Arizona uh, Coyotes days. Uh, to me, I'm going to not overthink it. I mean, you had a couple of games to show some defensive upside. You couldn't get the job done. I'll go with probably a lightning team total over four uh, in this game at around uh, plus 100, minus 110. Uh, you know, uh, Tampa Bay got, you know, criticized by John Cooper after the loss to Winnipeg. They responded the right way. They played a much better game start to finish uh, against Columbus six to three. They outshot the Jackets 46 to 24. All I need is Tampa Bay to get to four goals minimum and I won't lose this bet. And if Tampa Bay is going to fire 46 shots on goal tonight, like they did against Columbus and they do that tonight against this Vancouver team. It's hard to envision the Canucks not giving up at least four goals tonight to this Lightning team. So that's the bet I'm eyeing for better value, not the minus 260. I'll never lay that on the money line, but probably a Tampa Bay team total over four for me uh, in this one. Jordan, what do you think? Canucks and Lightning. Uh, yeah, 100%. I had Tampa circled with the I wrote beside it the over. Fucking 100% against the Canucks, you go over. Like, you, you get it. The Canucks cannot defend, but they can score. So uh, yeah. I, I 100% Tampa, but the, the big bet, the good bet here, like you say, Tampa over four or whatever the game, what's the game total? Six and a half. See, that's right. You said that. So, so I, I'm over yeah. that too. Like I'm, yeah. I, I'm over that too. Like the Canucks cannot fucking defend at all. You, like OEL, I read that too earlier that he's probably not going to play. You, like what a trade by Benning. Like, holy man. Now, like how bad does that look right now? Like fucking Garland, OEL, like. All this the cap room they're taking up, man. It's just it, it it's a it's a nightmare here in Vancouver, with with the, these trades that Benning's Benning made, and so it's yeah, man. Like you say, I'm Tampa and over in this game for sure. Canucks are a fucking mess right now. 
I think I probably will bet over six and a half as well because I look at it there, like the last game between these two teams was in Vancouver. It was last season in March. It was two to one. But other than that, the games in Tampa Bay in this in particular, four two Tampa, nine two Tampa, five two Tampa. Uh, I've seen a lot of overs with these teams in Tampa. Five one. Uh, there was actually a five one Vancouver win in Tampa a few years ago, two thousand sixteen. But they've been trending over uh, seven and two to the over in the last nine head to head meetings between the Lightning and the Canucks. So I probably will add that uh, uh, over six and a half. That's a good uh, idea as well by MDR24. We have to start thinking this way uh, with these bigger favorites. Like if we're going to try to back, you know, favorites of minus 200 or minus 300 in the NHL, and there's going to be a lot more of them, trust me. You're going to see a lot more of these as we get later in the season and the haves and the have-nots separate themselves even further. You've got to try to find different ways, creative ways to bet these teams because no one wants to lay minus 300. So what you do is you look at a team total over at like a minus 120 or minus 130. You could go with a puck line in the first period at like a plus price or a minus one and a half puck line at a better price. Or we could go with the combo bet like MDR24 in our chat says Tampa Bay money line and over five and a half goals at plus 100. You know, we're at, you actually get a good value with that. So that's the tricky part, Jordan, at this time of year is you either have to bet the underdog pregame or if you're going to bet these big favorites, you don't want to lay that huge money line price. No one should want to lay that huge money line price. you got to find creative, different ways to try to bet that team. 100%. 100%. Because like you said, you get a minus like that, you're just, you're not, it's not worth it. You're not, you're not making enough money off it, right? So in a game like this, I honestly think Tampa is going to score six or seven goals tonight. I mean, I think they're going to cover the spread on their, on their, on their own. So like you say, yeah, at a game like this, when they're favored by so much, like an over betting an over is, is a good bet. So yeah, like I'd be, I'm, I'm all over that. I mean, I just, I've watched, watch these Canucks and just like it, I, I do think Tampa is going to at least put a six spot up tonight. I truly do. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but that's those are my thoughts. Hard not to think they will with just what we've seen from the uh, Canucks uh, defensively, uh, obviously, all, all season long. Uh, just to announce, yeah, if you missed yesterday's show, I did announce the next BetCast is going to be Tuesday, January the 24th. That's going to be our Tuesday live BetCast. So it's uh, a couple Tuesdays away, not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, January 24th, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And it's a really good NHL slate that night. There's a lot of really good games. I think one of them is Washington and Colorado. So Ovi and his goal chase taken on the avalanche. So uh, there's, there's, but there's a bunch of good games that night. So Tuesday, January 24th, 7 p.m. Eastern, the next Ice Guys live betcast. All right, Toronto, Detroit. We've got the Leafs minus 145, a road favorite, six the total. We'll try to pick up the pace because I want to be done within 90 minutes. We're not going to go longer than that. So we'll pick up the pace here. We've got uh, Toronto, Detroit. Toronto, you know, back-to-back for them, so it is a rest advantage for the Red Wings. It was a great goaltending battle. I don't want to hear this nonsense that it was a boring game. And people just assume 2-1, to it's a boring hockey game. That was a really good game, good intensity. The goaltending from Matt Murray and uh, UC Soros last night was terrific. I enjoyed that game. The only thing I would have enjoyed more was Nashville winning because I fucking had them on the plus price on the uh, as an underdog, and they fell short. They lost 2-1. to It was the only loss I had uh, in the NHL. Uh, last night it was a very good night overall but that was the one loss uh, was nashville uh, they fell short two to one uh, against uh, toronto last night but give the leafs credit that's their third win in a row 
And Jordan was alluding earlier in the show to the fact that he's buying in a little bit to the Leafs. And it's because they showed you last night they could win those kind of games that are tight checking, that are, you know, you know, not as wide open as some Leaf games are. And they showed you they can win those games, but it's sometimes a tease or they have failed to bring that kind of same game in April, you know, when the playoffs have begun. So that's the challenge added Toronto, you know, bottle up the kind of game you played last night against Nashville and bring it to you, bring it to the ice you know, on a more regular basis and especially at playoff time uh, for a change instead of, you know, just uh, going home uh, and uh, shit in the bed, you know, in the playoffs like they normally do. But uh, nevertheless, three straight wins for the Leafs playing well, and they've owned Detroit. So Detroit got off the schneid with a huge win against Winnipeg. Detroit's very capable of winning this game because they can lose to any team. They can win to any team. That's the kind of beat any team. They could. That's the kind of season they've had. They had a three-game losing streak snapped against Winnipeg. Uh, with that big seven to five win, uh, can they get the momentum going from that potentially? But Toronto's beat them nine straight times. They've completely owned this series. I like over the total in this game. It, you know, I could see after Toronto was in a low scoring affair last night, it gets a little more up and down. Detroit had trouble scoring goals during the losing streak, but they exploded for seven in the win against the Jets the other night, and they got Tyler Bertuzzi back. Uh, yeah. as well recently, which definitely helps them offensively. Uh, Huso in net for the Red Wings. We expect Ilya Samsonov to be in net for the Leafs tonight after Murray was in last night. Uh, Austin Matthews didn't play last night, uh, might return tonight. He's a game-time decision uh, for the Leafs, so keep an eye on that. But uh, nothing on the side. Uh, I think Detroit, I was tempted by Detroit, but you know I can't get over the fact they've lost nine straight to Toronto even though they've got the rest advantage, even though I think they're going to be in better spirits after getting a win the other night against the Jets. They have been owned by Toronto. I don't want to go against that kind of track record. I do like the over, though, uh, in this game. Jordan, what do you think? Leafs, Red Wings. Yeah, I'm on the Leafs here 100%. Uh, in saying that, uh, Iserman's got the Red Wings on the right track. Like, I think that team is going to be a good team for years to come. And like you said, they're getting Bertuzzi back. Did he, is he already back or is he just first game back tonight? Yeah, he's back. Always back. Yep. He's, he's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but no, I like the Leafs here, but the Red Wings are on the right track. Like this could be, I think it's going to be a close game here, but I I'm, I'm taking the Leafs. Like I said, like we were talking earlier, I honestly believe the Leafs this year are going to get over the hump. It's, but I think it's going to come down to their fucking goaltending with, you know, with, uh, the split between Samsonoff and Murray, but uh, I yeah I like the Leafs in this game, and I like the Leafs this year in the fucking playoffs too. I think they're going to get over the hump in April. I truly do. I think they've got the right right team, right structure put together now. You, they can win the tight games, but in, in the end, yeah, fucking goal things be crucial for them. For it's sure. crucial, and the defending is going to have to be on point because they've shown they can do it at times. I mean, they really have. Yeah. They've shown they could play solid defending, and then it's funny because they were decimated on the blue line at one time with no uh, Morgan Riley, no TJ Brody. Yeah. Muzzin is still out, but they had all three of them out at the same time, and they played some of their best def defense of the season when all three of those guys were out. And then they got Brody back, they got Riley back, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, they were giving up goals again and you know struggling in their own end. And now, of course, Brody's on IR. He's out again uh, for the uh, Leafs. So, you know, it's – but, you know, they've shown that even with guys out of the lineup on the blue line, he's – cogs on the blue line they could defend when they want to they could play solid in their own end it's just it's just about doing it consistently that's what they've got to show and obviously at playoff time they got to show they can do it as well that's the key 
uh, for Toronto for sure uh, moving forward. All right, Dallas Stars, New York Rangers. Uh, we've got the uh, New York Rangers minus 120 home favorites, five and a half total. Oh, going back to Toronto, Detroit quickly on props. Um, Jonathan Berggren's the undervalued prop guy for Detroit. He scored against Winnipeg. He's starting to get more ice time up the lineup. Jonathan Berggren for Detroit's a good player prop. The Leafs, I think you can go in a bunch of different directions. Engball's up the lineup now. We've talked about our guy. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali Yarncroft. Uh, he's been absolutely good uh, lately for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs as well. Worth a look. Uh, so it's a good prop game in that regard with the, uh, those players I just mentioned. Stars Rangers now. Um, good game here. You've got uh, two teams playing pretty well. Rangers beat the Wild in a shootout in their last game. Uh, that was a pretty entertaining hockey game. Back and forth it went. Dallas beat the Islanders in a shootout 2-1. Uh, to one. This game, to me, when I look at it, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Alex is uh, the draw king on the show. He loves betting the regulation draw, Jordan, where they, basically betting the game to go to overtime. And you can get plus 340, plus 350, you know, those type of prices on it. This does feel like an overtime game uh, potentially here with the uh, Stars uh, and the Rangers. I think it'll be a pretty close one uh, between these two teams. Uh, when you look at it, I like over five and a half, honestly, uh, in this game, just because of where the number is. And based on what we've seen from the Rangers lately, where, you know, offensively they've come to life and they've actually gone over the total for their last five games. I mentioned like in the over. Five and a half it was, six in some spots with the Rangers and Minnesota wild game the other night. It went over the total. You know, the Rangers offense is working right now, uh, and they're finding ways to score goals. Power play has been good. Now, Chris Kreider, obviously the big injury absence for the Rangers, ruled out tonight, upper body injury, uh, won't play. It's the first time he's been injured all season. He's been in all 42 games. He's done a great job staying healthy, 19 goals, 11 assists, 30 points for the Rangers this year. They will miss him, but changes in the lineup. It looks like Lafreniere is going to get that off. Here we go again with this kid. You know, number one overall pick. Here's your chance, kid. You're with Zibanejad on the top line. You're going to be on the number one power play. It looks like tonight. It's time to fucking make things happen. Enough already. All right, you're a talented guy. It's time to make things happen here and get your game back on track. Uh, I'm going to roll the dice with Lafreniere tonight to get on the scoreboard and, and find the back of the net here for the Rangers. So I like the old, I'm staying off the side. I do like the over and I'm going to take the New York Rangers. I'm going to take Alexi Lafreniere here. Anytime goal score plus 410 at Caesars. Come on plus 410. He's on the top line tonight. He's going to be on the number one power play unit. It's time for this guy to shit or get off the pot, man. Time to produce. You know, you got a great opportunity here. Uh, tonight. Let's see if he can finally get it done here for the uh, Rangers. Uh, Jordan, what do you think here? Dallas, New York. I'm taking the Rangers in this one, but the Lafreniere, I fucking 100% agree with you. Like, I mean, he's this is it for this kid. Like, I mean, we were talking about the Tolvanen situation. I mean, Lafreniere's put up a little bit better numbers, but I mean, this fucking kid, he, it's time. Like, it's time he produces. I mean, and, and like you say, first line, first unit power play. I mean, they're giving him every opportunity here to succeed. So I, I like the plus 410 on Lafreniere for sure. But more importantly, this kid needs to get his game. He needs to fucking get that confidence going and fucking run with it because he's got too much talent not to. So, yeah, for sure. I like the Lafreniere bet, and I like the Rangers in this one for sure. All right, Rangers. Right. And, uh, and uh, 
uh, to score a goal as well here for the Rangers in this one. All right, that's the first half of the uh, Thursday NHL card. Jordan and I will be right back in just a second to break down the second half, the remaining six games of the card right after we hear from our sponsors, Gramco. Right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show, and we move on now. Nashville and Montreal. We've got Nashville minus 170, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, Nashville, look, how about that? It tells you the state of Montreal's blue line in particular that uh, Nashville played in Toronto last night. It's back-to-back for them on the road. Montreal's rested, just waiting for Nashville, essentially, because they haven't played since Monday night when they lost to uh, Seattle 4 nothing. And here's Nashville taking money. I mean, minus 150 up to minus 170, which tells you just how many, how much struggles the uh, Canadians have had. One and eight in their last nine games, shut out by the uh, Kraken for nothing uh, in their last game. And the thing that I've been uh, b- betting involving Montreal Canadiens games repeatedly since the Christmas break, it's just been the team total of the opponent uh, over the total. And it's cast, I think, pretty much every time. Since the Christmas break, they gave up four to Tampa, Seven to Florida, Washington, nine goals, Nashville, six, uh, Rangers, four, St. Louis, four, Seattle, four. I mean, every team recently, uh, they've given up four goals to the opponent in every game, essentially, since the Christmas break. And we have talked uh, ad nauseum here on the Ice Guys show about this blue line. It's ravaged. It's not very good right now because of the they miss Mike Matheson, who hasn't played in forever. He's one of the stable veteran forces. Of all the young guys they could not afford to lose, because it's a very young, inexperienced blue line, the one guy they could not afford to lose was Caden Gooley, who was by far playing the best of that young crop of defensemen for the Montreal Canadiens. Well, he's on IR now, so you've got Joel Edmondson, you've got a David Savard that's not playing like you did in Columbus, and you got just a bunch of young kids that just are struggling with the more minutes, the more responsibility, you know, playing against better players because they've got to play up the defensive pairings and more responsibility, uh, and they're, they're struggling with it. Jordan Harris, Johnny Kovacevic, Arbor Jackye, Chris Weidman, you know, they're having a tough time defending in their own end. Uh, and the, it hasn't helped that their goaltending, the goaltending has, hasn't been great either from either Sam Montembeau or uh, Jake Allen. Uh, but the fact remains that, um, you know, the defense in front of the two goalies has really been problematic simply because they're just so young back there. And now they've got key injuries uh, as well. So uh, as far as this game goes, uh, for me, I'm going to keep it simple here with Nashville team total over three and a half. Look, uh, Nashville was a team. I took their team total against Montreal just a week or two ago when these teams played in Nashville. And I was concerned because, you know, it's not like Nashville lights up the scoreboard every night. And Nashville still scored six goals against Montreal in that game. So uh, for me, it's Predators here over three and a half team total. 
And uh, by the way, Nashville off the loss to Toronto, even though this is a back-to-back -back, uh, for the Predators, uh, probably going to be looking at them trying to bounce back and have a good effort tonight. And they're actually 3-1-1 one, and one, uh, on the second night of back-to-back -back games this year, Nashville. So they've been okay in this spot. Uh, Jordan, what do you think here? Nashville, Montreal. Yeah, 100% Nashville in this game, Ian, for sure. Uh, Montreal, they got off to a pretty good start this year. You know, Marty St. Louis, I, I think he's a good coach. I think he's the right coach for that team moving forward. But, I mean, Montreal, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're fucking young and they, they don't have a lot of experience there. It's going to be a few years until they're, you know, a, a really good team. So, and, and like you say, Nashville's been playing pretty good. So, I, I definitely like Nashville in this game. In saying that, I think Montreal is going to be good in the future, but it's just going to take some time. And and right now they're they're really struggling. Yeah, no question about that. They have definitely had some uh, issues. And by the way, too, with uh, like I'm just looking back, it is true. Every team since the uh, Christmas break against Montreal, every opponent has scored at least four goals, and that's all you need from Nashville tonight. Over three and a half with the uh, team total. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, you cashed every time. You know, with the opponent team total against Montreal since the uh, Christmas break, I have. So I'm going right back to that same thought process here tonight. All right, Minnesota Wild, New York Islanders. Uh, Minnesota minus 115 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I'm on Minnesota here. Back, back, you know, bounce back spot against the uh, Rangers. It was one of those games where Minnesota was actually leading 3-2. Rangers tied it. Rangers won in a shootout. Three straight losses now for the Wild. Three straight losses for the Islanders. Uh, as well, but I think Minnesota is just a little bit better, uh, to be honest with you, than the New York Islanders, and I think they'll find a way to bounce back here uh, in this game. It also is worth noting here, Minnesota beat the Islanders 4-3 last year when they went to uh, the island and played this uh, Islanders team, so uh, I think a good situation for them to uh, get back in the win column. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, Philip Gustafson, by the way, confirmed to be the uh, goaltenders in this game. I'm telling you what, too, when it comes to the Islanders, they miss Adam Pellick dearly. Uh, Adam Pellick is probably at this stage, uh, when you look at this blue line, the best defenseman they have. And him missing for, you know, the last month, you know, has really hurt this team quite a bit. He's just such an important cog back there, uh, in my opinion. So, you know, this is just one of those where you, know, you would expect both teams to show a sense of urgency uh, here tonight. But to me, you're in a price range where if you just pick the team you think has a little bit more upside long term, that's the team you go with. And to me, that's Minnesota. Uh, here in this one so i like the wild a little bit here uh, minus 115 in this game and i believe alex b smith does because alex sent me his card with uh three plays on it for this uh, slate because he uh, is under the weather he'll hopefully be back tomorrow one of those plays for him is minnesota uh, money line here uh, as well uh, what do you think here jordan minnesota new york islanders yeah, I'm on Minnesota here too, Ian. I think uh, I think Minnesota. I think this is going to be a good game, though. I, I, a lot of the games fucking tonight are going to be good. I mean, there's going to be a lot of close games tonight, besides the Canucks. <laughs> um, no, I I, <laughs> I uh, no, I agree with Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to win tonight, but I think this is a fucking game that could go to overtime. That's just my you know, thoughts, but I think you know. this I think this could be a tight game. Minnesota, New York. I think this is going to be a tight one. All right, good stuff. You're not a Canuck fan, right? So you have uh, you're okay with uh, just ripping them anytime you want, right? Yeah, fucking hundred percent. Am I muted, Ian, right now? No, no, you're good. Oh, there you go. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, oh, fucking no, I'm not. I'm. I, listen, I I think I told you earlier. I'm a good fan of good hockey teams. Like I, like when it comes to football, I'm a fucking Packers fan through and through no matter what i don't cheer for any other fucking team but when it comes to hockey i just cheer for i just like to watch good hockey like i mean i watch world juniors with both my boys 
And I mean, that hockey was just fucking incredible. Like I, yeah. I enjoy just watching good hockey. So in saying that, if the Canucks were good, I'd like them. <laughs> but but, they're uh, suck, I'm, I'm but a, they suck, so you hate them. I'm a fucking bandwagon, bandwagon jumper when it comes to hockey. I'll fully admit it. That's, that's just who I am when it comes to sports. Uh, Green Bay Packers are my sports team, and, that, and that's it when it comes to sports. But for sure, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I don't mind bashing the Canucks when they're fucking not good, and they are not good right now. So, yeah, they've had a tough year, and I don't, I, I don't think it's going to get any better. Yeah, I probably would agree with that right now. They have, they've had struggled to get on any sort of uh, traction, any sort of run, and I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. All right, Calgary-St. Louis here. We've got four games left. Uh, Calgary minus 170, road favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, man, uh, Calgary Flames, another example the other night of just they're in control. They're playing the way you want them to play. They're up 3-1, to one, and then just all of a sudden, do they give up just a couple of chances and they're in the net? It seems like every little mistake that they, they don't give up a lot, but what they give up ends up the other team scores off those chances. And all of a sudden a three, one lead turns into three, three. And the next thing, you know, they lose four, three uh, in overtime to the blues. We played the Daryl Sutter audio following that game uh, again, frustrated, you know, saying that, uh, turnovers and not, not saying his goalie wasn't great. He's been definitely frustrated the last couple of games a little bit. I mean, but now they get a chance to re at redemption, but it's like, okay, he had a chance to show me you could beat this just depleted, ravaged, beaten up to shit St. Louis Blues team the other night, and you coughed up a 3-1 lead, and you lost 4-3. Why should I trust you tonight, you know, to be able to get the uh, job done? So that's the problem. I mean, Calgary at some point, you know, you you've got to see results. You've got to see these great stats that they have, that they are top 10 in goal expected goals for and against that they're also in that category in terms of high danger chances for and against. I mean, all the statistics point to them being a better hockey team than their current record shows, and yet it's not showing in the results. And that's the frustrating part. And there's always teams like this where their statistical profile is better than their overall record, and it makes no sense. But the, the fact remains, their statistical profile isn't going to win you a bet. Okay, betting the statistical profile is not going to win you a bet. You've at, some, at some point, you've got to put wins on the board and and right now we're seeing this team's win-loss record not live up to those stats as a top 10 team and expected goals for and against and also high danger chances for and against so you know at this point in time I'm, I'm reluctant you know it's obviously Calgary playing the same team they lost to the other night it should be a bet on spot for them I still think they're better than St. Louis especially with St. Louis banged up the way they are especially on the blue line with uh, Letty, Bortuzzo, Krug Three starting defensemen uh, out for them. Uh, Dan Vladar, I think actually it's a plus that Dan Vladar is starting for uh, Calgary. Darth Vladar, as they call him, because uh, Jacob Markstrom is still not playing as well as he's capable of. So it will be Vladar tonight for Calgary. Grice for St. Louis, who is coming off, I think, probably one of his best games of the year, shutting out Minnesota. Was that just an anomaly for a guy that's struggled a lot the last two years? Or is that a sign he can play that way again here tonight for the the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I'm going to probably lean over just because we saw 4-3 with these teams. The Blues are still an over team right now to me because of the cluster injuries on the blue line, which always to me leads to uh, uh, an over type of betting situation because you make more mistakes defensively when, you've, when you're that shorthanded and you've got that many new faces uh, on the blue line. So uh, I do like the over and I'm scared to death to take Calgary again after what I saw the other night, even though I know this is a good bet on spot. And if I stay off them tonight, watch them win. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Jordan? Calgary, St. Louis. St. Louis. 
Funny enough here, I got Calgary circled. I got them circled. But like you're saying, this is a team that's had, with all the moves they made in the offseason, they just, uh, they haven't been able to gel as a team. They they have every everything there. I mean, fucking defense they got. I mean, they, they should be doing a lot better than they're doing. I think that Calgary's a team, though, that if they can get to the playoffs, that they can make some noise. Um, and saying that on the other side of the track, I think St. Louis I, I think they're I think they're going to be a seller like this year. Like I think St. Louis is kind of a team slowly in the decline. I know they got some young guys like Kairou and uh, a couple other kids coming up, but uh, I think I I don't see a lot in St. Louis in the future here. But uh, so like I said, I got the Flames circled here, but I think this is probably going to be another close game. And like I like the over also. I like the over there. All right, there we go. Right. Uh, Jordan liking the uh, over as well with uh, Calgary and St. Louis. All right, we've got Colorado, Chicago. Uh, Colorado minus 320, uh, road favorite, six the total here, Avs and Blackhawks. Uh, as far as Colorado goes, um, that frustrated me beyond belief. And I don't usually get too agitated with the way a game's going, but for Colorado, after getting that big win against Edmonton, where they came back, they snapped the losing streak. For them to come out and have that bad of a first period, it was frustrating. You're supposed to, you know, have positive momentum coming from that win, which snapped your losing streak against the Oilers. And they had a bad first period, and they paid the price for it. You know, they eventually got going, and they eventually, you know, tied it up in the third period. But you don't always, uh, you don't always uh, get rewarded for digging yourself a hole like that early in a hockey game. And sure enough, Colorado ends up falling short in the comeback bid 5-4 uh, against the Florida Panthers uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, so back in the uh, loss column for them, 1-6 in their last seven games. They'll look to bounce back here against the Chicago team that suddenly won two games in a row here on home ice. They beat Arizona and Calgary uh, in back-to-back home games. But before we get too excited, let's pump the brakes a little bit on this Chicago win streak. First of all, the goalie and net for those two victories for Chicago was uh, Alex Stalock, and Alex Stalock is out tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, due to an illness, so he will not start, and in goes the ineffective Peter Morozik, and that's what he is. That's what he's been this season. He's been ineffective. Can't stop a beach ball. Like I said, the groin's being held together with duct tape and glue. It's amazing he can even play right now with the groin injuries that just endless for this guy. I mean, he has just had a dismal, dismal season. Two and ten is his record this year as a starting goalie for the Blackhawks. 4.19 goals against average, 878 save percentage uh, for Morozik in this game. Not good whatsoever. I like Colorado first period puck line here uh, in this one, minus a half, plus 115. Uh, I think that's worth a look. Uh, the, the full game puck line might even be a, a look here as well. I mean, to me, this is just Colorado respond. Patrick Kane, by the way, still out for Chicago. Uh, he has been dreadful this year. Get back on track, play 60 minutes, something they did not do against Florida because they didn't have a good start. I expect them to have a much better start tonight. Jared Bednar was actually talking after the loss to Florida. Can't play that way in the first 20 minutes and expect to win. So I really, really like the first period puck line here. Minus a half, plus 115 with Colorado. I'd even maybe go a step further and with that full game puck line, minus one and a half, minus 125. Team total for Colorado, that's a little juicy uh, in terms of the price, minus 160 for uh, abs team total over three and a half. But definitely, uh, I would say that that's probably worth a look as well because I think Colorado bounces back here tonight against a Chicago team that, look, they've got a goaltender that has been dreadful for them uh, all season long. What do you think here, Jordan, Colorado and Chicago? 
Yeah, I'm fucking on the abs here. 100% on the abs. But hey, stop bashing my boy, Patty Kane. Fuck. He's my boy. He's my favorite player, Patty Kane. Yeah, he's having he's having a tough year, but where do you think he's going to go? I think he could go to Colorado or possibly Rangers. Rangers, Colorado, even Buffalo could get him. But I don't know if Buffalo's going to be buyers this year. Well, just because that's his hometown, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Patty Kane's having a tough year, but he's got to get out of Chicago. But the only thing is if he stays in Chicago and they get Bedard, I mean, who knows? But, yeah, anyways, I'm on the abs here for sure. All right, abs for sure for uh, Jordan as well. And like I said, I think the uh, team totals worth a look. The first first period puck line is my favorite look because I expect the early, first 20 minutes to be strong from the abs when it was not very good the other night against Florida. And we know long-term for the season, Chicago first periods uh, have not been good, especially on home ice. They've been a little bit better lately, but again, Arizona, Calgary's up and down, and they had Staylock in net, who has at least played decent for the Blackhawks. Uh, Prop-wise in this game, uh, JT Comfer. I'm coming straight out of Comfer. Crazy motherfucker named JT. JT Comfer uh, for this Avs team has been absolutely terrific. Uh, scored again the other night against uh, Florida. He's undervalued. You could bet McKinnon, you know, Ranton and the big guns, but Comfer's definitely been uh, where it's at for uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche lately. Uh, and as far as um, Chicago props, look, I think Colorado's going to win the game and score a bunch of goals, but doesn't mean I can't bet some Chicago props. And to me, I'm zoning in on the two guys that have been moving up the lineup here the last couple games, Lucas Reichel and Philip Kurashev. You know, a chance to show some opportunity here on the top line. Uh, Kurashev got a goal uh, against Calgary with that opportunity. Lucas Reichel uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks had a sensational game uh, against Calgary. One goal, two assists, and three points. So, like I say, I like Colorado in this game. Doesn't mean I can't bet Chicago props. And I think Lucas Reichel and Philip Kurashev are definitely good options if you're going to look at player props here tonight for the Blackhawks uh, in this game. All right, we got two games left Ottawa, Arizona. Uh, Ottawa minus 150 uh, road favorites. The total six and a half across the board. Um, last game, now you know I've been betting Arizona at home repeatedly lately. And for the most part, it's been good. It's been a little more hit or miss lately. I split with the uh, first period and the full game money line on Arizona on Tuesday night against San Jose. They had a 2-1 lead after the first period, but they ended up losing that game by a score of 4-2. I'm coming right back to those same two bets here tonight, though. Arizona first period money line and Arizona full game money line because we have seen a few recent examples of them actually starting strong at home and not winning the game at home. Whereas before they were starting strong and they were finishing off those games and still winning. They're not doing that necessarily as much lately, but uh, I'm going back to the well here with the uh, Coyotes first period full game money line. I don't trust Ottawa on the road, quite honestly, uh, two straight losses for them. Eight, four to Seattle. They got dummied by the Kraken, shut out by the Nashville Predators. After that uh, three, nothing. They have a seven and 11 road record this year. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, four games below 500. Uh, that's not going to get the job done. In fact, Arizona, believe it or not, they have won four straight hosting Ottawa. Uh, Arizona is 4-0 in their last four home games head-to-head -head, uh, against the Ottawa Senators, winning those games 8-5, 5-2, 5-1, and 2-1. I like the over here as well, but I like the side even more. I'm going to do another Coyotes first period full game money line split here uh, at mullet arena you know they've done yeah they've still played pretty good hockey for the most part at home not again the last two couple they've lost against san jose and pittsburgh at home but if you go back further we know what they did on home ice they beat toronto they beat colorado 
They beat the uh, Islanders. Hey, there's not many teams uh, that have beaten the Boston Bruins this season. Arizona was one of those teams that beat the Boston Bruins here in this building at Mullet Arena earlier this year. So I, I, I do think this team plays better on home ice, and I do think you'll see it once again here tonight against uh, Ottawa. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? Senators, Coyotes. Coyotes. I got the Sens circled here in this one. I didn't realize how good their record was at home and playing in that college barn. So, I mean, that, it sounds how you're talking there. It sounds like the Coyotes probably are a good bet. I mean, like I said, I did this this morning, just circled the teams I thought were going to win. But it sounds like uh, Arizona's playing quite well in their, like I said, that college barn there. But uh, I got the Sens circled here. And I think they still, I, I, I think the Sens are going to win this one. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Going a little head-to-head uh, from time to time. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Ottawa probably roster-wise, not, not probably. They are the, the the better roster top to bottom is Ottawa, but they've just not played up to snuff this year. Not obviously played up to the level we were hoping they would, uh, you know, considering all the moves they made, you know, bringing in Claude Giroux uh, in the offseason, Alex Dabrinkit in the offseason. We thought the blue line would be better this year it hasn't always been that way uh cam talbot's been up and down and he was brought in to be the number one goalie so it's just not all got come together here for the ottawa senators this year they've definitely uh, been a, a, a decent level of disappointment uh, this year from uh, the ottawa senators and the way they've performed so far all right final game of this massive thursday card florida panthers vegas golden knights we've got vegas minus 120 uh, home favorites six and a half being the total uh, in this game uh, Florida Panthers, you know, I've been uh, very, very critical of them lately, not playing great hockey, uh, the uh, Panthers, and the wins were coming against, you know, weak sisters of the poor, if you will. Uh, they beat uh, Montreal, an AHL blue line, 7-2. to two. They beat Arizona, 5-3 at home. Uh, they beat Detroit, who was struggling at the time, 3-2. But I will give the Panthers credit uh, against Colorado in Denver. Uh, they came out strong, uh, got a big 3-0 lead. And, yeah, Colorado came back, tied it in the third. But at the end of the day, they got the late power play opportunity. They cashed in with it, and they got a 5-4 win uh, against the uh, Avalanche. Can they sustain that, though? That is the question here uh, as they go to Vegas to take on the Golden Knights, who have not played, by the way, since last week on Saturday when they lost 5-1 to the LA Kings. I was stunned by that. Not so much that they lost, but they lost 5-1 to the LA Kings, especially in a game where you know they got Jonathan Marchessault back from injury. Uh, in the in the loss to the LA Kings, and yet still uh, they got pummeled uh, by LA in that game. So not a good performance. And now they basically had you know three or four days to basically stew about that performance as well. Uh, three days rest or more. They've only had this situation once, the Vegas Golden Knights, and they actually went 0-1 uh, in that situation. So you would think the extra rest will help them. We'll see. I've still got to take Vegas here, minus 120. This is still a team that, you know, they had won three in a row before that. I don't love the fact that they're still very much decimated on the blue line. Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud, both out. They did get Martinez back, at least Alec Martinez recently, which is good. Uh, Dmitry Mir, or not Dmitry, Daniel Miramanov looks like he is a game-time decision tonight, and he's played pretty well. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, so they're hoping to have him back. I think after a bad game like that, 5-1 loss at home to the LA Kings, you're going to see the uh, Golden Knights play a lot better. Keep in mind, offensively up front, this team is as healthy as they've been in a long time. They're still very depleted and injury-riddled on the blue line, but up front, Jack Eichel's back. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau is back. Uh, they've pretty much got all their uh, big guns in the forward group 
uh, available to them now. We don't have goalies confirmed for this game yet. We expect Sergei Bobrovsky to be in net for Florida again because they have no choice. I mean, Spencer Knight uh, is on uh, IR right now for the Panthers and expected to be Logan Thompson as well for the Vegas Golden Knights. Just hasn't been confirmed yet. But I do like Vegas here, a uh, minus 120 uh, in this game. And I also like goals in this game, especially four of the last five head to head meetings have gone over the total. Six five seven two five three five three, and if you look at this Panthers team uh, lately, they haven't been keeping the puck out of their own net for the most part. They gave up four to Colorado, five to Dallas, uh, three to uh, Arizona, five to the Rangers, four to Carolina. You know uh, they, they've given up goals, but they've also scored some goals as well in many of their games since the uh, Christmas break. So uh, series history points over Florida's recent form kind of points to the over as well. Uh, so I would expect goals tonight between the Panthers and the Golden Knights. Uh, Jordan, uh, finale of this Thursday card. What do you think, Florida, Vegas? Yeah, man, I'm I'm with you. I Vegas in the over for sure, for sure in this game. Vegas in the over. I think there's going to be a lot of goals score in this game here. Uh, all right, good stuff. Uh, is there a game you like the under? It's a very good question, Real Deal Prime, because I do bet more overs than unders. Almost ex it's because I never win unders. It's not that I hate unders. It's just that for the longest time in every sport, uh, I was just not winning betting unders. And I said, that's enough of that. If I were to pick one game that I think would stay under tonight, like if one that I, I definitely don't like the over in, it would probably be Carolina-Columbus because I could see Carolina winning 4-1. to one. I honestly could, although Freddie Anderson's a scary thought if he's in net. I could see um, Minnesota and the Islanders staying under. I, uh, that that's one even Colorado Chicago could stay under because I could see four one or five one Colorado uh, but every other game like uh, I think's got a reasonable chance to be higher scoring uh, tonight so I, I figured I'd, I'd answer that question so the Wild and Islanders to me would probably be the most likely under uh, tonight if I had to pick one uh, but there you go great stuff uh, Jordan your debut on the ice guys uh, I never imagined it would be 12 games for your first show but how do you think you did I think I did all right. I mean, obviously a lot of games, but I uh, know it was a lot of fun, Ian, for sure. It was a lot of fun, but uh, we we agreed on a lot of these games too. So, but I think that like we're talking, I think there's gonna be some good games tonight for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, if you like Jordan, as you can tell, uh, entertaining, full of energy, just like me. That's why this was hopefully a good show for everyone uh, watching and listening. We're going to have more Jordan Kristanovich in a later day and a later time. He's going to join us. Uh, to talk more about his playing days, uh, other topics, more general hockey you know, discussion as well for our bonus video uh, content that we'll be doing for the Patreon page. So uh, we're looking forward to doing that in the near future. All right, Jordan, best bets coming up to wrap up the show in just a second. But before we get to that, we'll hear from our other great sponsors, Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with 
manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your manscape purchase and the manscape performance package 4.0 you also get the ball toner you also get the ball deodorant keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys, and we are ready to wrap it up with best bets for this Thursday edition of the show. Uh, Jordan Kristanovic, a terrific job in his first appearance on the show. Jordan, first Ice Guys best bet. Make it count. All right, buddy. I'm going back here to my old hometown Canucks. I believe that Tampa's going to win, and that game's going over 100%. <laughs> All right, so that'd I like be my the best luck. bet. I like the confidence as well. You know what we'll do? We'll give you that Tampa Bay and over five and a half combo bet for better price, better value. Uh, let's go with that uh, for Jordan. Tampa Bay and over five and a half uh, in that game against the Tampa Bay against the Vancouver Canucks. So it's Tampa Bay and over five and a half at plus a hundred, uh, even money. Uh, there you go. Best bet for uh, Jordan Kristanovich. and my best bet for this uh, Thursday card. Lots to choose from. Very good card overall, uh, but I'm going to end up going with, I'm going to keep it simple here. Nashville team total over three and a half. I mean, I love this premise that we've been rolling with. It was the best bet for me on uh, Monday's show. Seattle team total over. I mean, it's just hammering away at this very young, inexperienced, struggling Montreal blue line. They have given up four goals or more in every game since the Christmas break. I think it continues tonight. Nashville team total over three and a half. Uh, even money. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Thursday card. Uh, great stuff with our special guest, uh, Jordan Kristanovich. A great show uh, on this Thursday. Uh, Jordan, uh, it's time to let you get back to work. Time to keep on uh, building those bridges and uh, you know making those roads nice and paved, whatever the fuck uh, you're, everybody's doing uh, associated with yeah. the company. Back to work. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Fucking back to the piss and rain here in Vancouver. It's still raining. <laughs> Shocking uh, that it's raining in sure. Vancouver. Couldn't have believed I'd hear that be the weather forecast today uh, in Vancouver, BC. But great stuff with Jordan. Thanks to everyone for joining us on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And those of you listening on the podcast version as well, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 
Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Jordan Kristanovich, our special guest, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 